0: My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein and special guest, Dr. Sarah Miller. And welcome to the show. We are going to talk about all things sleep, something that Sarah loves to talk about. She's been hounding me. Well, She's not really a hounder, but she's been telling me to read this book that she read. How, when did you read this book? A few years ago, two or three years ago. What's it called again? Why We Sleep. Why We Sleep. And she knew what a sleep Nazi I was and my area of challenge is not really about sleep. So I was like, oh, that sounds like a great resource. And anyway, moving on. And now I'm finally ready to talk about all things sleep. And I I really want to share with the listeners what sort of prompted me to to think about this. It really came from, I was talking with a dad this last weekend, and he's a business owner and just a really successful guy. And he was actually telling me and Scott, my husband, that he wakes up at like four o'clock in the morning, which we thought sounded terrible. And he said, I'm just like a morning person and like I've got little kids and they wake up early anyway. I was like, do they wake up at four o'clock in the morning? He was like, no, we we get them up about 5.45. And I was like, okay, well, that's early. That's like a long time before they go to school. What do they do all morning? And he's like, they do their homework. And I said, ah, he's like, well, think about it. Like your brain is freshest first thing in the morning. It's kind of crazy that we would want them to do their homework after they've already had a whole long day. And I was like, that is brilliant. Like it's one of those moments, like those no shit Sherlock moments where I was just like, that only makes perfect sense. Because I remember I had to like really work hard to make my kids stay in bed until 7 a.m., And the truth is, is they wanted to get up way earlier. And I think a lot of parents struggle with this, where your kids want to get up super early and we force them to sleep later. And then people have homework battles after school when this guy, this dad, I think he's on to something. And I know it might sound like torture, but the truth of the matter is, is that It's not that difficult to teach kids when they're old enough to be starting to do homework that they're allowed to get up at this time in the morning, even if you're not up yet. And they go to the bathroom and they get up and they do their homework at their desk. Like you don't have to stay in bed and try and force yourself to go back to sleep. You can actually get up and be productive. So I don't even think it means that the parents have to really be up at the same time. It's like a way to teach your kids to do homework independently when their brains are freshest first thing in the morning. And the other thing I'll say is, is there's been so many times like where I'm staying up late at night, like trying to work on something that's taking a lot of brain power. And I just, I'm like racking my brain and I keep at something and keep at something. And I can't, I just like, I'm finally like, okay, I can't even figure this out. And I go to bed and I'm out of ideas and I wake up first thing in the morning. It's almost like I wake up with the solution to whatever the thing was I couldn't figure out the night before. So it's like my brain just needed a
1: rest. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what sleep is. It's reading that book, Why We Sleep, helped me to understand everything that I'd kind of observed about sleep, but not really understood why. And it's kind of a dense read, but it's fascinating. And the sleep state is just as active, if not more so than the awake sleep state. Your brain is not asleep. It's just in a different, it's just active in a different way. And helping your body heal, helping your minds formulate thoughts and memories and ideas and creativity. And it is critical to Everything, physically and mentally and emotionally. I I love this idea of the dad waking up with his kids and having them, allowing them to do their homework. I mean, it's such a a fresh, novel idea, but I love it because that we've all experienced that fatigue at the end of the day, and you know you've got to work, and it takes so much effort. And our kids are experiencing that, that same thing. Um, so why not cue into their natural patterns? And I like that the pattern that he's um, developing or suggesting that they listen to their body too. you know, if they're awake, use that time. And it doesn't fall into this other pattern we see a lot with kids who wake up early to watch TV or get to their games or they are motivated by some kind of external factor that may be making them wake early and not listen to their body's cue that they are actually tired. You know, if if you're awake and you get to do your homework, that's that's motivating in a different kind of way than you know yes. TV.
0: Well, that's a you know. It's so interesting because I think that, that that quite often happens is, look, I can compare it to, it's like one of those embarrassing things to admit, but when I used to be an addictive smoker back in the day, so this is like back back in the day where it was like literally I couldn't wait to start my day with a coffee and a cigarette. So this is pre-kids, okay? and And so... I really, a lot of times looked forward to waking up to having that coffee and the cigarette. And I think a lot of kids, they, if they know they're going to be able to hit the screen, and maybe if it's super early and mom and dad are like, just watch TV and be quiet, that motivates the child. It's almost like that's their cigarette. They're waking up just to have the show or just to have the I've had time without any interruption and it's considered a good thing because it allows mom and dad to sleep longer. And so I think that's a, a very slippery slope to get on because I think it really does teach our kids not to give their bodies the rest they actually need because they're they've learned now they're in a pattern of waking up just to get that super high dopamine hit first thing in the morning and it really sort of hardwires them for The high highs that are higher than anything in the regular world. That higher the highs are higher when you get those kind of tech dopamine hits. Then you can then you can get in the real world, and so it hardwires them for those like cocaine level dopamine highs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we really should be thinking about because. I don't know any parent that's like, well, even those of us who were wild teenagers, no one ever is like, I really hope my kids get involved in drugs and alcohol when they become teenagers. Like, that would be awesome. Nobody, right? Nobody does. But then, but if we're hardwiring them for those super intense dopamine hits, then they're going to be seeking that. And so I think this is interesting because it's like, Okay, so if you wake up early in the morning, we're not going to do screens anymore. I really want you to listen to your body and and make sure like you might just need to go to the bathroom and then go back to bed and you can fall back asleep and give your body the rest that you need before you know before the day starts. And if you're tossing and turning and you just can't get up, you just can't go back to sleep and it's been like 15 minutes, then you know what? Just get up and do your homework. Mm-hmm. And some people might say, "Well, how do you know if they're going to get up?" I mean, then you have homework that's not done. You know, people panic about the stupid homework, especially in elementary school. And what I would say is is a lot of times teachers, if you know you're you want to implement something like this, you could if you have if your kid has a teacher that doesn't let you know what the schedule of the homework is the whole week before, you could email the teacher and say, "We're trying something new." And so, if we could get the homework assignments for the whole week at the beginning of the week, so my child knows if they wake up early, they can go ahead and get ahead on their homework, that would really help us out. I don't know a teacher that would be like, no, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so you can plan for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I also think thinking about this into teenagehood, sleep needs change. And whereas in elementary, a lot of times this this is in the book why we sleep as well your your sleep patterns change so in elementary school you you still need a great deal of sleep like 11 to 12 hours but you wake earlier and go to sleep earlier naturally in when you're a teenager you wake later 10 11 is what a lot of these kids really need and it's natural physiological for them to stay up later and so also allowing them to, I know with school, there's, there's some limitations. They have to get up to go to school, but in any way that you can, allowing them to also adjust those patterns in teenagehood so that they are able to listen to their bodies, then to sleep when they can, as late as they can, not shame them for that, understand it's part of their growth and development, and encourage them to continue to have healthy sleep habits. And I mean,
0: some school districts are adjusting. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't it? it, Isn't that? Isn't it that way in HISD? Like I know my kids' school. They go to a. They went to a private school. They the middle school starts thirty minutes earlier, and they started doing an eight thirty start for high school several years back. I mean, doesn't HISD where it's seven thirty for elementary schools start, and then I think, uh, I think it's maybe thirty minutes or an hour
1: later for high school. I believe so. We're not at that stage yet with my kids but I believe so and I always encourage parents to have make that be a factor in your decisions for school placement with your kids if you're because for some families it's harder to achieve that sleep balance and have that be a factor when you're figuring out where's the best fit for middle and junior middle school and high school.
0: Hey, podcast listeners i want to invite you to our weekend warm-up coaching call we are doing a two-part series in november and december which is how to prevent holiday hiccups and more so if you're worried about judgy relatives uh, that your kids might embarrass you in some way uh, raising grateful rather than entitled kids raising kids that actually want to help you make that dish or or prepare to host that meal raising kids that are not just all about the presents and what's your plan for after the presents like that's usually when a lot a lot of times the shit show sort of ensues i want to help you with your plan for that just like i did for halloween um, tips for surviving the long days of holiday breaks so we're going to do a two part workshop series where i'm going to coach you guys i'm going to do some teaching i'm going to share my favorite tips and so part one is on november 18th at 2 p.m central part two is on december 16th at 2 p.m central and you can sign up it is totally free it is for my podcast listeners so i can get to know you guys Uh, go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend that's mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend Well, okay. So let's talk about. I think many of us have heard them now that if you had to choose one healthy habit to incorporate, like let's say that you were just like the unhealthiest person where you're like never getting seven to eight hours of sleep, you never exercise, and all you eat is fast food. <laughs> okay. So, oh, and you know, you drink and you smoke like every single day, like all the time. So let's say, you're that person, and you had to just choose one. Oh, and you don't drink any water. All you drink is soda to hydrate you. <laughs> I can just keep going. So, um, never eat a fruit or vegetable, ever, ever, ever. So, let's just say you're like living a super unhealthy lifestyle, and all of a sudden you realize, like, okay, I got to clean some things up because I'm going to drop dead. And you had to start with one thing. I have heard, and tell me if you agree with this, I've heard that the one place you should Always start with his sleep.
1: Agree a hundred percent. That's the the one thing that trickles down affects everything else. You know, speaking of dopamine, you know, and the reward system, when you don't have enough sleep, that system gets out of whack. That you're and you're then seeking the rest of your day for hits to help you stay awake and be able to so it affects focus, concentration cortisol levels, which then affects appetite. And um, it's definitely been shown that you eat worse when you don't have enough sleep because you can't, not only do you have more hunger, but you can't regulate those patterns as well. And just across the board. And that's why I'm the same as you are sleep Nazi from the, from tiny babies through all of childhood. It is just critical. But also for
0: the adults, I mean, that's the thing that I think I've realized is I mean, I didn't know how to put myself to sleep. Like, I wasn't a responsible person. Like, because as a kid, we didn't focus on sleep hygiene. I don't remember having a bedtime routine. Like, these are things that I didn't know how to do for myself. And I wasn't even aware that I didn't know how to do it because it just wasn't on my radar. And then I started. Learning that I had to have dinner, bath, books, and bed. Like I learned that routine pretty early on when I became a parent, but it didn't occur to me right away. Oh, maybe I should be doing that for myself. And so I was a night owl and I wanted to, like, screw, you know, it was like, oh, my kids are asleep. Now the fun begins Mm -hmm. and my time is my own. And so I wanted to go till crazy late hours. And I'm married to my husband who he put himself to bed like he was a freaking toddler to the point that I used to like tease him about it, to tease him and get a little annoyed. Like like lights out 10 o'clock. There couldn't be another noise. Really for years, I want to say it was 930 and I pushed it to 10 because I was like, I need adult hours. Like, it's my bedroom too. And like, this is not working for me. But I I think he would have really just preferred to go to bed like, even earlier when the kids did. (laughs) So first it was 9.30. Then I pushed it to 10. I've never been able to get it past 10, even though he goes to bed now at 10 and I go to bed at 11. But it didn't occur to me, right, that... Oh, maybe I should put myself to bed too. But then I was like exhausted in the morning. And when they as soon as I had I heard from them and they woke up, I was kind of like, ugh, like, you know, it was like they were my alarm clock and I was never happy about it because if you're putting yourself to bed at one o'clock in the morning, and then you've got people that wake up like farmers at 6:30 or whatever, I'm like,
1: are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. And, and so, yeah, it'll be your best self and respond to your kids the way that you hope to without the sleep in your system. And whereas it's the most, I think important fact or the important component. It's the hardest to do, I think, because, you know it's it's the one thing that you feel like you can sacrifice, like food, you've got to eat, you know, exercise, you're moving your body somewhat throughout the day, but sleep, you, you can you can kind of get away with not putting yourself to bed. You stay up. It's enjoyable. You're finally getting your time to yourself. There's that mom that almost you're looking forward to it for your mom time to get your time to yourself. And so it's just, it's hard to implement, but it's the most important one.
0: So how, so, and, and I think, so to implement it, it's like you have to tie into the thing that's going to motivate you. Mm-hmm. to implement it because that's the bottom line is that there's no way you're going to have the energy to exercise to eat healthy to not yell at your kids and have a short fuse you're going you're not going to enjoy other people as much you're not as enjoyable so then ultimately you feel more isolated you feel more lonely you yeah. might be you might tend to bond with other people over little things that give you quick dopamine hits, but make you sort of feel dirty and like you you want a bath later, like gossiping or talking mm-hmm. smack about somebody else. Because you're just looking for those dopamine hits because you're actually depleted.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And some I think sometimes you bond with other parents about how you're exhausted and how you about those nightly rituals of having some wine or Netflix binging. And it almost, that becomes what you're bonding over um, because you're just not able to break out of that cycle. And I think the key is, yes, realizing the benefit of it, which you only see once you sleep. And and then those benefits grow and grow and you start feeling it and seeing it. I mean, you see it the next day um, when you feel good, um, but you got to, As you build on that, it's amazing the change you will see in yourself as you create that habit. It changes everything, I think, about how you feel about yourself and how you parent. I think it's the key.
0: Well, you know, I think the thing that motivated me, I think if I really go back and look at it, it's like I started putting myself to bed Sort of like, like taking care of myself the way I would take care of my kids. Mm-hmm. And I started, uh, I started taking showers or baths that night. And there was something about that that was really soothing. Like I would watch a show on my iPad. It was super relaxing. And my bathroom's all my own, so it's my own time. So I started doing something that felt relaxing that was like moving me along towards bed. And that's when I watched a show. And then I had to like have like, okay, no matter what, I turned to reading at 11 o'clock, you know, or or it was 1045 or 11 o'clock. And there was something about taking care of myself and putting myself to bed and also kind of saying, oh, this wasn't done for me. So I think there was something that felt a little bit like I was reparenting myself and I was mm-hmm. taking care of myself. Like, I, like I'm not just a martyr. I'm not gonna just take care of my kids and then just treat myself like dirt. There was something about like feeling like I'm worthy of
1: being taken care of, mm-hmm. right? Which, yeah. I think that's really smart to incorporate a habit in that way that makes you feel that way. I mean, it's the ultimate expression. Doing a habit like that or putting yourself to sleep is the ultimate expression of taking care of yourself just as you would your kids. That's how I counsel patients actually all the time uh, like with exercise or healthy diet or with sleep, treating it as they would if it was their child. If you calendar a Sports practice for your kid—you're gonna move mountains to make sure that that happens. Whereas your own, if you scheduled yourself for thirty minutes of exercise, you just blow right through it with the littlest bump. When you're putting your kids to sleep at night, what I've started doing—and um, they're a little bit older—they're seven and ten, so they have some independence. Um, so while they're getting themselves themselves ready for bed. It's a stressful time for, in general, for us as parents. So one, I'm feeling the stress of that. So I'll step out, let them do some of their responsibilities, and go do some of my self care. Do my face facial routine. You know, take those ten minutes instead of being all up in their business. Do some. Uh, I've created a habit where I'm caring for myself in that moment, and setting myself up for success just as I am for them. Towards bedtime, I think it can be as simple as that. I joke that that's Scott
0: still is on the little kid plan, but that's exactly what he did. I mean, he took showers with them. He he was in his pajamas. Some, I remember somebody saying, "Like, well, I drive by your house at eight o'clock at night. It looks like like there's not a light on." And I'm like, "Because Scott thinks he's a toddler." Like if it was up to him, he would be like, lights out. It's eight o'clock. What are you, what are you people doing? But he still to this day loves getting ready for bed early. And I think it was because he got into that routine when the kids were little. So I think that's exactly right. It's like they're old enough. They're seven and 10 and they're resisting. They're going to do the thing. So I can either stay here and let them use maybe me as their punching bag to, you know, for them to stall for time, or I'm going to step out, go take care of my own needs and leave them sort of with themselves. They can be their own punching bag. It's going to happen no matter what. I don't really need to be around for these 10 minutes. Exactly. And the more
1: we model taking care of ourselves around our kids, they internalize that deeply. And I think it's also a very important thing to do in all aspects of your life. Um, For them to see you taking care of yourself in small ways and big ways. Okay. So we covered maybe
0: thinking about what are your kids' real sleep cycles? Like what stage are they, like, where are they in terms of developmentally? And sometimes some people are just really early risers. If you have really early risers, talking about disrupting that going straight to the screen and instead, learning to listen to your body and having this option, if you really can't put yourself back to sleep, this is a perfect time. Your brain is fresh. It's well-rested. You're going to be able to knock out homework quickly. Sit at your desk. Get some homework done. You'll have your assignments. We'll plan for that. And that way, you can use your time smart—you know, smartly. And you'll feel so accomplished by the time it's time to go to school that day. Oh, I got my assignments done for the week. I was up early. like. Way to use your time wisely. Mm -hmm. So we have that. Not just focusing on kids and sleep, looking in the mirror. You got to live it to give it. You want your kids to have healthy sleep patterns? Look at your own sleep patterns. You may be like me, where this is not something that was on your radar. This isn't something that was done for you as a child. And you have to reparent yourself. If you want your kids to have good sleep habits, You got to do it yourself. They learn by what we model way more than by what we tell them to do. So do it. Dopamine. There's a lot that happens in terms of dopamine. If you are sleep deprived, you are dopamine deprived and you are going to seek dopamine in all of these, with all these external resources. And ultimately, it is a whole lot better for you just to get the sleep that your body needs. And to teach your kids the same thing, if you let them get up and go straight to a screen, like maybe think about, you know, I know it's a pain in the butt to have to break up with that pattern. And yes, of course, you're going to get a lot of resistance and it's going to totally suck. And no parent ever said, I really hope that my kid becomes a teenager and starts doing cocaine because, you know, it's just a much faster way to get those dopamine highs. Like, no, we're not doing that. Any other little cliff note recaps or any tidbits?
1: Wow, that was perfect. Bouncing up what you just said. I always tell parents if if it feels hard, that means you're doing it right. So don't be afraid um, to yeah, tackle that battle. That means that you care. That means that you're setting them up for success.
0: And it gets yeah. you. Yeah. Lean into the suckage. I mean, most of the things we feel proud of are because it was something that we conquered and overcame. And that's just the part of life, like half of life kind of blows and most of us resist accepting that. And when you're starting a new pattern or disrupting an unhealthy one, yes, it's going to be terrible when you first do it and you've got this. Yeah. All right. That's our podcast, all about sleep. So wait, with the name of the book again? Why We Why Sleep. You
1: sleep. It's a life changer. Even if you just open it up and read the first five pages, you'll be fascinated and you'll be convinced you need to revamp your entire household sleep.
0: <laughs> Love it. Thanks, Sarah. So fun to talk to you. Bye, wow. everyone. Have a great week. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs and if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, and as always, we're on all the social channels under mastermind parenting on Instagram, it's mastermind underscore um, And you know, periodically, I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives where I give you teaching and coaching and I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better.